Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 19th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. I am Space Ranger James Marino. <laughs> Does that have to do with the new space crew thing? Yeah, yeah. Space Force. Right. Space Force. Buck Rogers from the 21st century or whatever. Okay. Well, Trump. whatever you are trying to stop, to stop. Um, talk about Rocket Man. Anyway, so you might be leaving on a rocket to outer space i am leaving on a jet plane by the time this episode comes out i will be on route to the airport to come up and meet you in the greatest city in the world james uh so our schedule this week will be um a little bit um off a little bit because not only am i going to be in new york you have you are going to be doing your um your civic duty and you know might be serving on a uh, jury so things might be a little weird this week um julie's in scotland so we don't have her to fall back on so just bear with us folks we'll have something every day here in this uh, podcast feed what it is we don't know yet or who it is we don't know yet but we're not going to leave you we're not going to leave you hanging two weeks in a row should i say we'll come out before broadway briefing um <laughs> maybe maybe not <laughs> It's on how things go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the the point is, we're going to be in the in the feed tomorrow. If nothing else, uh, we will have my interview that I did last week with the lovely and talented Laura Osnes uh, about uh, uh, bandstand coming to the big screen, as well as a lot of other things we talked about. So that's a lot of fun. So we'll have that in the feed tomorrow, if nothing else. And if something else crazy happens, we'll have that too. You know what my favorite thing is? Pie. Well, uh, you, you know, my second favorite thing is okay. What's that? <laughs> that you highlighted the first thing in green. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. That. So a new witch will fly into Wicked next month. Yes. In a move that was long rumored, beloved former tour alphabet, Jessica Vosk will re-greenify for the Gershwin Theater beginning on July 16th, replacing Jackie Burns. Vosk, who can be seen this weekend as a guest in Robbie Rizal's Busting Out at 54 Below tickets are still available, uh, will join her tour Glinda, her first one at least, Amanda Jane Cooper, former O-Town boy bander Ashley Parker, Angel as Fierro, Isabel Keating, Kevin Chamberlain, and more. Vosk and Diva Robbie are also currently hard at work on her debut solo album, Wild and Free. The title of that album was released yesterday um that should be available soon and uh if you guys don't remember because we've been doing this show for a long time back on january 13th of 2017 i uh raved about jessica's performance as alphaba on tour you can hear that episode in the show notes if you would like now james wicked's 15th anniversary is coming up this fall on october 30th and personally having seen jessica in the role um, pr- fairly early on in her run uh, on tour, I can't think of a better way for the production to mark the occasion than having her take over as Alphaba. I'm telling you, uh, I Vosk is hitting on all cylinders. You know, have the album, album come out, all the other stuff going on. This, I'm very excited for her, and she's extraordinarily talented. Yeah, she really is. She's amazing, and you know what's interesting is is that. It, 15 years into the show, they are continuing to find and create new stars with the show. It's not something that you often see productions be able to do. Uh, Jessica had done other Broadway shows uh, before she went on tour. She was in um, Finding Neverland. She was in Bridges, Madison County. She called herself Dead Alphabet, playing uh, Fruma Sarah in the 
uh, Feather on the Roof revival, but really going out on tour made her, tour made her a, um, a a beloved figure in the Broadway community, especially for the people outside of New York. So Wicked, 15 years in, is continuing to create its own stars from within. And it's really interesting considering that most shows don't do that after the original casts leave on Broadway. So it's cool to see this show be able to do it in-house. You know, David Stone, the producer over at Wicked, is, uh, you know, is doing a bang-up job, you know, not letting this thing ride. It used to be that we heard, we got big press releases and heard about uh, about people and created stars in, that were going into Phantom in the Raul or Christine or the uh, Phantom role or things like that. And I can't remember the last time I got a Phantom press release. What about you? Yeah, um, I think that's probably fair. I mean, we heard we heard a lot with, um, you know, uh, Sierra and Norm going in for the anniversary. Uh, Jay Armstrong Johnson went in as Raul recently. But you're right. It, it, it's we don't often hear some of these big, long running shows now have done a good job of just kind of making this the, the show the star. But I think with casting um, Jessica as Elphaba, they've kind of like, it's almost like promoting from the minor leagues, uh, in, in baseball, you know, they bring somebody up who's gotten all this attention, you know, playing, you know, when I was growing up, the Yankees farm team was in my hometown of Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. So you'd have Paul, people like Paul O'Neill and Deion Sanders coming up through the, the Columbus Clippers. You know, by the time they got to the Yankees, people knew who they were and they were excited about them. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. They have a star on their hands over at the Gershwin starting next month. And she's replacing another equally fantastic star uh, in Jackie Burns, who I believe is the longest running Elphaba on Broadway. She's done it uh, in two different runs. Um, so they're just doing a great job of keeping that thing fresh. You know, you mentioned phantom you know not to throw anybody under the bus but um you know we've heard stories of of long-running shows in the past where they just get stale and they just get awful you know famously cameron mcintosh fired an entire company of les mis i believe i don't know if that's Mm, urban legend or if that's true um we don't hear that with wicked everybody who goes and sees it is still uh you know if they didn't hate hate it originally you know people are still excited by this show and i think they've done a great job of really kind of keeping it fresh uh, over a decade and a half. And I think bringing people in like Jackie and Jessica has uh, has really been a big part of that. All right. Let's move forward into primetime Deion Sanders, last week's Broadway Grosses. <laughs> yes. In uh, the first week following the Tonys, Broadway saw a modest 1.13% increase at the box office. But that's a little more impressive when you consider the fact that they were one show short following the closing of St. Joan and the recently crowned Tony winner Bruce Springsteen moved from five to four shows, of course, taking out about a quarter of a billion dollars. That's hyperbole because he dropped one show um, in total. The great white way brought in $39.65 million last week. Hamilton set the pace with 3.13 million followed by the lion King and cursed child, both above two and a quarter million million. Uh, then in descending order, all above seven figures were wicked Springsteen frozen Dear Evan Hansen, mean girls, Aladdin, my fairy lady come from away. The book of Mormon phantom carousel, three tall women, a three person straight show, is above a million dollars on Broadway, followed by the band's visit, the boys in the band, and summer. 
SpongeBob and Once on This Island also saw strong increases of $69,000 and $80,000, respectively. Other than the boss, for the obvious reasons that we mentioned, Summer Cole and the Donna Summer Musical saw the biggest decline, but it was only $84,500, and the show was still above $1 million. But all of the other red numbers were of the modest variety, so even if some did dip a little bit, it wasn't too big of a hit. The only show below 50% of its gross potential last week was Escape to Margaritaville, which we know will be closing on uh, July 1st, I believe. And it was down, believe it or not, it's the only show below 50%, but it was actually at just over 30% of its gross potential. So you can see that the summer months have not been kind to the folks over at Margaritaville. Those long-running musicals, James, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Kinky Boots, A Bronx Tale, School of Rock, and Beautiful, were all in the bottom six in terms of gross potential, along with Margaritaville and the already announced to be closing uh, the play that goes wrong. So we'll see what happens with those. I would imagine that the next few weeks, James, will go a long way to, ter- to determine what the real estate landscape looks like on Broadway this fall and especially into the spring. I would think that there are a lot of producers out there waiting and hoping that some other producers decide to throw in the towel sooner rather than later. All right. So what do we have in our recommendation section? All right. Recommendations. First, this one is NSFW, not safe for work. Do not watch this in mixed company. It is highlights from Sunday night's Broadway Bears game night, the annual strip-a-thon, I think. Or was that a thing? Or is it kind of like a burlesque strip show? It's really weird. Uh, it's even weirder now in today's climate, but whatever. Uh, it is a fundraiser for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. They brought in $1,875,090 for BCEFA uh, in the lead-up in the fundraising uh, and ticket sales for this two-event, uh, two one-night, two-event standing room-only performances at the Hammerstein Ballroom. We'll have those highlights. Do not watch them in mis- mixed company in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Other highlights from shows is the uh, Kennedy Center, Broadway Center stage production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which played Washington, D.C. earlier this month. It starred Skylar Aston, Betsy Wolf, Michael Urie, Michael McGraw, and more. Um, really fun. It, I mean, it looks like a full production, even though it's this short encores type thing that's technically, you know, a concert. Um, it was a, it looked fully staged. It looked like a lot of fun, great talent. Hope we see some of those folks on a Broadway stage proper again very, very soon. Obviously, Michael Urie, we know, is coming back in Torch Song this fall. And then finally, the June Hameldrop was released earlier this week at midnight um, on, uh, on Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, this one is. Um, Boom Goes the Cannon, uh, if you know the lyrics from from Hamilton. It is performed by Mob Deep. It is dedicated in memory to Prodigy, who was a member of, of Mob Deep, the rap group Mob Deep. And it lands close to one year following his death. Um, he it was accidentally died of, of choking while he was in the hospital um, dealing with uh, side effects of sickle cell anemia about a year ago. So um, very cool. Definitely a hard hitting one. Mob Deep, a, a, a favorite rap group of Lin-Manuel Miranda. So we will have the link to that in the show notes if you want to hear that as well. All right. So what else do we have besides that? 
All right. So some real quick news we want to run through here, James. Following a construction-related accident at the recently renovated slash currently renovating Emerson Colonial Theater, the world premiere of Moulin Rouge, the musical starring Aaron Tveit, Karen Olivo, Tam Mutu, Danny Burstein, and more, has pushed back its performance schedule. Instead of beginning on June 27th, they will now begin on July 10th. Apparently, a steel grid that was above the stage fell overnight the weekend before the Tonys. No one was in the theater Fortunately, so no one was injured, but the cast had been slated to begin teching the show that week, which, of course, had to be delayed as they assessed the safety of the of the facility and got the steel grid back above the stage. So when you combine that with the fact that they were already going to be playing a thin performance schedule around the 4th of July, they just decided to push back the performances until after that. So they will begin now on July 10th. Um, So uh, did I not instruct that box five was to be left empty? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny that's good yeah uh not a chandelier not a chandelier but um the show is still scheduled to run through its previously announced extended date of august and uh, august 19th apparently uh they'd held back enough tickets to accommodate everybody who had to be re uh, assigned either that or they will be announcing an extension again soon in other news yesterday we learned that a court has denied a motion for those poor poor producers of the ill-fated musical rebecca they had asked to uh, have a, uh, a previous ruling set aside regarding the damages that they were awarded in a previous suit against their former publicist, Mark Thibodeau. The producers believed that they deserved more than the $85,000 that they were awarded in damages after Thibodeau sent emails under fake names and drove investors away from the project because the producers hadn't informed those uh, other potential investors that the show had to find new funding because they had been relying on on an investor that didn't actually exist and was somebody just committing fraud who is now in jail. Apparently a judge disagreed and did not set aside the ruling. So now all they're getting is $85,000 and that show will hopefully never be heard from again. And finally, yesterday, the Off-Broadway League announced that Terry Byrne was elected as the new president of the organization, becoming the first woman to head the league in its 60-year history. Byrne has served on the league's board since 1993 and has previously worked on several of the league's negotiating committees. Byrne is also the general manager of the West Side Theater, so congratulations, Terry, and everybody over at the Off-Broadway League. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. I was just thinking to myself, if the Rebecca thing had happened today rather than 10 years ago when it happened, (laughs) would it have been such a big deal? I mean, fake investors. Well, I'm going to tell you, James, I'm going to tell you, it was four years ago. Um, Four years ago? Oh, yeah. feels like uh, well, ten, feels like ten years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was it was fall of 2018, so it was six years ago. Um, all of the information about the fake producer or the fake investor was was four years ago. But yeah, it was only six years ago. It was 2012, fall of 2012. It feels a lot longer ago. Um, but yeah, it was nuts. In a time when we were much more innocent. Hashtag fake news. Hmm. All right, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And Matt, have a great flight. We'll see you when you get Thank here you. in New York. Yeah. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And uh, who knows what's going to happen the rest of the week, but you'll hear from somebody. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>